welcome to another episode of the Marvelous Fangirls podcast. Today we have Austin, also known as the Slow Drag, and you guys are in for a real treat. So I hope you enjoy. Press the button. <laughs> Dang, that was a, that was a mom no right there. <laughs> and now no. people have no idea what we were talking about. So that's fine. That's thank fine. you for it's, doing it's, this. You know, it's probably the best I'm going to give you this whole uh, this whole chat. <laughs> it's a shame. <laughs> All right, guys, that was the best 19 seconds we've ever had. See y'all later. We enjoyed it. Quality content. <laughs> A plus. Oh, man. So, how long you been a fangirl? <laughs> <laughs> man. What was, the, what was the, oh, wow. What was the first thing I really fanned out over? I mean, it probably started when I was a teenager. Um like early teens, um, the first thing I remember being, a, well, oh no, first thing I was a big, big fangirl of were the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and this was when I was but a wee child, That's I loved awesome. the song, I loved the ninja stuff, I loved, uh, loved the talking turtles, the first fan club I was ever a member of was the Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan club. Oh my god. So, I got the uh, I got the official the official card. I got all the uh, the magazines with the uh, with the posters in them. They were up in my room, and I had a lunchbox. <laughs> it was all real things, and then uh, yeah, yeah. And I think the first uh, the first musician I ever was uh, like obsessed with was was Butch Walker. I think I think so. Nice. You know, I really liked all the punk bands and stuff that I was listening to before that, but um, I don't know. There's something about his music and image that really changed things around, and I definitely like teenage me wanted to be Butch Walker so bad. Aw, that's rather cute. <laughs> is it? It is. <laughs> <laughs> and you've made so many of us fans of him now. Well, he deserves it. It's pretty darn cool. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the introduction to it. Well, he's, thanks for he's got some for, of the yeah, best well, songs to play too. He really does. Yeah, you mean play yourself as well as play over a stereo? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very fun. So, how long yeah. have you been playing music? Um. Gosh, I think since I was about five years old. Really. <laughs> what did you start on? I started on the piano, nice. which which I really recommend for uh, a starter instrument. You know, the guitar makes little to no sense to me, and uh, I'm still bewildered by it to this day. But uh, yeah, I took I took some classical piano lessons for six or seven years, and that was my intro. And you know, did band stuff uh, in school, and it wasn't until wasn't until I think at the very end of middle school that I started bands with my friends where I was playing drums, um, which I miss sometimes. Drums are really fun. I've never been able to pick them up. Well, you're supposed to just sit in front of them and play them. I, I wouldn't, they're really hard to play if you're picking them up too. Mm, I suppose. I should probably just put them down and try and play. Yeah, yeah. I'd recommend it. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> So what are your top five most played songs in your playlist? You know, I feel like look at my playlists. I was just talking with another musician today about uh, 
checking out music and going to shows and things like that. And it's gotten to the point, um, and by the way, just prepare yourself for a really long non-answer. It's gotten to, to the point where, you know, oftentimes listening to music is uh, like an assignment or a task or research or something like that. It's pretty rare that um, I'll hear something that uh, that, I, that I'm listening to to enjoy that's new, especially. Mm. Um, so, you know, we talked about Butch Walker a second ago, um, even, even some of his middle records after he left Marvelous three and, uh, released his first solo record. I'm not very familiar with, but I do love, uh, the spade. I do love stay gold. Those, um, number of songs, uh, are in my playlist there. Um, you know, I love repeat, repeat a local Nashville band. Um, they, they got me with the, with their song, uh, I'm not the one. Uh, which is great, great tune. Um, Robert Finley, I've been enjoying recently, is kind of like a throwback artist um, who does like R&B, rock and roll, a killer voice. Um, and, you know, I haven't been listening to playlists so much as I've been uh, catching live recordings. And there's an app called Coelho that I've, that I've been watching frequently. Um, and there's there are a couple of concerts, most notably uh, the Beach Boys in, I think it's 1980 nice. um, in Nepworth. And that's an amazing show for the most part. They, they, there's like this one, <laughs> there's this one section of the concert where this dude is like singing this super racist song um, with a nice melody and everything. But uh, man, love watching that show. And there's a Roy Orbison show which I believe is from 1983. I think it's called Roy Orbison and Friends. But oh my god, have you seen this? No. Oh my god, you. But now watch I have it to <laughs> immediately. Let's end the interview. Go ahead and watch it. <laughs> and we'll get started again. Um, but this show is amazing. Roy Orbison is amazing. Mm. Um, he's got he's got like um, who's he got? He's got Tom Waits on keys. He's got Bruce Springsteen uh, on guitar. He's got J.D. Sather, Katie Lang, and Bonnie Raitt as his back backup vocalists, backup Damn. vocalists, and he's just slaying it. And it's such a cool concert. You see a lot of these rock and roll icons when they're when they're young and um, like full of full of <laughs> full of life and being super cool. There's a bunch of celebrities in the audience just taking in this show, and um, so that's I've probably watched that four or five times in the last couple of weeks. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now I'm going to have Roy to Orbison. look that up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll, it'll change your life. But I, to, to answer your question directly, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, I mean, let me just, uh, let's see. Let's pop open iTunes real quick. I got my computer in front of me. Perfect. Um, Oh God, I hope this doesn't uh, ruin the sound or anything, but chances are it's all my own music that are, that's like quote unquote most played just Perfect. because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm listening back and forth and let's see if I click plays highest number of plays. <laughs> Is it your own? Well, let's, let's just go down. Let's go down the list here. Um, for the most plays that are not mine. <laughs> Number one is Hold Up by Beyonce. 
number two, Love Drought, also by Beyonce. <laughs> Not where I thought this was going. <laughs> number three, Wilder in the Heart by Butch Walker. Nice. Oh, this song. <sighs> number four, All Night by Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> And then East Coast Girl by Butch Walker. So this is not really representative of so what I listen to on a regular basis. That's a good but, mix. You know, these are just records that I bought on iTunes. So they're in my iTunes. Um, I don't know if I don't know how to look for it on uh, Spotify. That's hilarious. Beyonce <laughs> and Butch. Man, you learn a lot about yourself looking <laughs> through your iTunes. Just have Mandy ask you questions. <laughs> You'll know your uh, inner self. You know, it's actually all Beyonce and Butch Walker for like the first 15 songs. <laughs> Please tell me Single Ladies is on there. No, oh. no, because that's on Lemonade and I listen to Lemonade like crazy. Dang. Have you heard Lemonade? Of course yes, of course yes. I have. Do you understand? Yeah, sure do. Mm -hmm. Pretty damn good. <laughs> so if you Pretty had to pick, like gun to your head, had to pick top five favorite bands, Oh man, I thought you were gonna say if I had to pick between Beyonce and Butch Walker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well now I need the answer to that. <laughs> Sorry, Butch, Queen Bay, Queen Bay. Actually, no, that's too hard. <laughs> Top five favorite bands, you know? Wow. Um, Green Day, Super Drag, uh, Butch Walker slash The Marvelous Three, um, Everclear. And, uh, man, man, <laughs> who's the last one going to be? I don't know. Do I have to choose one? Yeah. Why not? Roy Orbison. All Let's right. Get Sorry, Beyonce. In. You didn't like <laughs> no, it that much. I don't know. <laughs> the, you, these, these top five things. Because a lot of the times I'm, especially, especially as time has gone on and we've been introduced to the world that we've been introduced to with the internet, like, mm. A lot of a lot of what I love is a song, you know. Uh, a band, a, a band could have just one great song and a bunch of shitty songs. But if that one great song really gets me, then you know, I don't know if that means I like the band or if I like the song. It's a bit of both because the band created the song, even if you don't like any other things they love, they have. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So it's kind of like true. you're torn between. Okay, I don't like nine out of 10 songs, but I still like this one so much that I kind of like you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Man, now I'm just thinking of all these great songs and, and what a song has to go through before it gets to someone's ears. You know, it's like I, right now I write my songs and I record and produce them myself, mm -hmm. but that's not something that I always do. And it's not something that I always want to do. And, um, you know, I was just recording a song this weekend and listening to some of my favorite artists um, and uh, and listening to some of my favorite songs by them as reference tracks just to just to keep me on track while I was recording. And you can definitely hear um, a producer's touch as well, which I think especially especially the more mainstream you go, mm. if it's the songs that you love are on the radio, um, you know, the, the lyrics and melody oftentimes come from the artist, but sometimes they come from a songwriter. And the artist just interprets that song with their voice 
and the producer creates the track and, and the instruments. And sometimes there are players in, in a studio that, uh, you know, are writing their own parts as they go. So there's a lot that goes into it. I don't know. It's like, sorry, this is like getting way <laughs> like meta. I'm soft. enjoying it. We're doing just fine. What is a song? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's break it down from the first time you sit down. <laughs> Actually, that would be kind of interesting. I can't even lie. You know. Hey, I'm I'm here to answer the questions. Well, what's it like? Like, how long does it take you to write a song to the finished product? Oh man, it's different depending on the song. Never, there's it's not like I know it's going to take X amount of time. But I will say, when I moved to Nashville um, and got plugged into the songwriting circles out here, uh, my writing skills changed and increased dramatically. Um, I used to write mostly by myself, uh, occasionally with the bandmates. Um, but even then when writing with, with bandmates, um, I tended to come in with a mostly finished song, oh. uh, and, and they take forever, you know, <laughs> at least back then it's like, I would have an idea and I didn't really have understand, uh, I didn't really understand the discipline involved with, with daily writing, um, which I don't always do, but when I, when I do buckle down, it's like, okay, I need to write a bunch of stuff and just keep writing and just keep writing. Sometimes I'll sit down and have a song all written out in, you know, an hour or two, um, and not need to change any of the lyrics or the melody or anything like that. And sometimes like I'll sit with a line or I'll sit with a chorus or even sit with a, a completed draft for days, weeks, or months before I pick it up or change something or whatever. Um, and I don't know, it's, uh, it's done when it's done mm. you know, or it's done when you decide to stop working on it. Yeah. I totally get that. And you just so, know, I don't know, that's <laughs> 15 minutes. Fuck it. Let's just sit <laughs> <test> out. <laughs> Anything more than that is a waste of time. <laughs> if only that's how it worked. <laughs> wish it were damn that'd be pretty i'm still good. waiting for the technology to come around for me to like take take one of my guitar cables and just plug it into my temple and have yes. it record everything that's in my brain i'm totally <laughs> down for those i will be first in line too <laughs> fuck yeah save so much time and energy yeah i mean waiting in line to buy it might be a little bit of a pain in the ass but after that you're golden i would i would just download it <sighs> See, now you're thinking. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Going places. It's the worst. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, I have to put shoes on? Ugh, guy. You actually don't. Um, a lot of people think you should. Have you ever played a show with no shoes? No, that's gross. Damn. See? You do that's have to true, put actually. shoes on. Behind the drums. Behind the drums. <laughs> I think it's, I don't know. I mean, like, do whatever you want. Do whatever makes you comfortable. But I think it's kind of goofy. I mean, it depends on how clean the floor is, too. It never is as clean as you think it's going no, to be. No, no. Even when it looks clean, that it's dimly lit. How the hell are you going to see everything on the floor? Mm -hmm. But, you know, they do have these things now. You can, you can adhere them to the soles of your feet. I saw a video for those. Mm-hmm. They look rather uncomfortable though. Like how do you wiggle your toes with some tape on there? It's really just like you have one big flapper toe and then your big toe. 
You just have a bin. <laughs> just flap those around. But, I mean, it's there for you if you don't ever want to wear the shoes. I just wear house slippers pretty much everywhere. I wear flip-flops. I'm a flip-flop person. Go. There it is. Yep. December. Fuck it. Dang. I know, right? It's comfortable, too. I'm sure walking through that snow. <laughs> you don't know Canada. Maybe we don't have any snow. <laughs> I really don't. And it's probably not as cold as American snow anyway. No, it's really cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's like frostbite cold. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't like that. People do not wear flip-flops in December. It's, it's really cold. Actually, it didn't start snowing here until January, so December wasn't so bad. No, oh, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> we'll take it, eh? Hey. hey! Oh, that was the first A of the broadcast. <laughs> I'm throwing that in there for Kat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll have to apologize for not saying sorry yet. Well, I'm sorry I made that joke. Okay. Hey, sorry, sorry I didn't laugh harder. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not even a joke, though. I'll bump into, like, a wall, and I'll be like, oops, sorry. And I'm like, oh, yeah. That wall shouldn't have gotten in your way. I know. I don't know why they don't slide and get the hell out of the way when I'm walking. It's like the cats fall under your feet. Well, okay. those cats... Okay, I'm just, I was trying to work in in a boot, but I couldn't do it, so there it is. <laughs> it's all about the delivery. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Leave it to the professionals. Oh, God. Pass the maple syrup and the sacks of milk. <sighs> <laughs> Moving on. The way, the way you said that <laughs> kind of sounded like saxophone, and I'm like, what, what kind of instrument is a sax of milk? <laughs> a very messy one. Oh, sorry. I'm adjusting my microphone. I'm going to get comfy. There you go. Oh, yeah. There it is. Okay, go ahead. Shoot. You were going to say something groundbreaking and intriguing and thought-provoking. <laughs> sure. What's your favorite part of playing shows? <laughs> <laughs> Packing up and going home. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Mine would have been getting paid. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Oh, what a dream. Living the dream. Okay, here we go. Oh, and I gotta get my NPR voice back. Ready? And okay, my favorite part. My favorite part of playing shows is um, probably playing really loud music. Nice. There's just something. There's something about being able to let loose. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I also like playing some soft ballads and things like that. But I don't know. There's something. And I guess that doesn't even need to be a show because that happens in rehearsal too. And it's really fun. Mm. But, uh, you know, these, this, I just played a string of shows out in Tulsa and, um, you know, my favorite thing about those shows was being able to play for people who knew the songs that I was, that I was playing and singing along. And that's, there's a really cool energy involved with, uh, you know, people being in a room and, singing songs together, even, even if they're not your songs, but mm. you know, it's nice that they are. Um, so there is something, there is something for that volume, energy, unity, all of these things you can experience playing a show. That's awesome. And it's all people that, you know, that everybody got together and were meeting for the first time too. 
A lot of them were, yeah. It was pretty interesting. All that good vibage and energy. Mm Mm-hmm. The vibes were strong, that's for sure. Even watching, like, the replays, the broadcast, it was so cool. Like, you could hear everybody singing along. Hmm. Cool. I haven't gone back to watch them because I hate watching myself play live. Then just Um, stick the headphones in, don't watch yourself, and just listen. Because you can hear everybody singing along. It's awesome. I'll listen for that, but I'll also have to um, watch myself perform soon a few times just to get it down, just to make sure I'm not doing anything stupid on stage. (laughs) Well, I haven't seen you break anything or like chew off heads of animals. So you've got one up. Is that a one up? I feel like I'd be doing better if I were breaking things and biting the heads off animals. I mean, but then like people know who the who and Ozzy Osbourne are, but. I the mean, fuck is the slow drag? It's cool until you have to replace things. You know, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that that bat that got its head bit off got a new head. Um, I guess I meant more the breaking things. I didn't think you'd go as far as to bite an animal's head off. <laughs> but, I mean... No, it's true. I don't want to deal with the tweets from PETA. Yeah, no kidding. And who's cleaning up the blood? I don't know. Someone who works at the venue. That's not my problem. <laughs> to like add a charge on. <laughs> Cleaning up blood. Removing animal carcass. I'll just put it on my rider. I need, a, <laughs> I need a, a, bl- a blood blotter. I'm going to need a tarp. And not for the <laughs> well, reason you think. <laughs> tarp doesn't belong on stage. Tarp's for the audience. I'd like to hand out these umbrellas before we begin. <laughs> You're in the splash zone. Oh, God. What's your favorite <laughs> show you've attended? Um, at the William Saroyan Theater in Fresno, California. I saw a Raffi play, and it was life-changing. Interesting. If you're not why? familiar. Do you know Raffi? No. Okay, I would highly recommend looking him up after this, uh, after this broadcast. I will. Um... That was that was a joke that didn't land. Sorry, you'd have to know who Raffi is to get it. All right then. But I there's feel some Raffi fans out joke. there. I know there's some Raffi fans out there. Um, God, what is my favorite show I've ever attended? You know, probably Beck at the Music Box Theater, right around the time he was releasing um, Weddle. Okay. And Beck always he just puts on a phenomenal show. It's so much fun. It's usually high energy. And the Beck that I like are uh, is is the Beck from like his latest record, um, and and that that record Guero and um, Midnight Vultures. You know, I like I like Party Beck. Nice. And uh, Party Beck was in full effect, and that was the second time, or no, the first time I'd seen him in a couple of years, and I saw him a couple of years later, and just he's always got a really cool stage plot. Um, not at this show, but at another show I saw back, he had, uh, giant puppets. He had one puppet for every member of his band. And, uh, at one point in the show, the band members were switched out for the puppets. And these oh were my like, God. these were larger than people puppets. Um, <laughs> and so it's like the band was still playing, but the way that the, the lighting in the stage was set up, you couldn't really see them, but you could see the puppets. Damn, that's uh, cool. Yeah. So on top of having this really killer music, it was like, it was an awesome show with a lot of energy. Damn. Mm -hmm. That'd be super trippy. Like, just 
all of a sudden everybody disappears and there's a bunch of puppets. I'd be like, whoa, what am I here for? Yeah, and it was at a festival, so a lot of people. Damn. <laughs> a lot of people might have that trip at that point. Maybe some people didn't even notice. No. And they were like, wow, yeah. you're taller than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, what's your favorite show you've played? Every show is my favorite show. They're all unique and special. That's a good oh, answer. This is this is a hard question. Um, hmm, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't really tell you. You know, I get flashes of memories of shows that I've really liked, like um, like playing at the tennis courts at UCLA was really really cool. You know, I played not my own music, but you know, as a as a backup musician. Um, on the Tonight Show, and uh, you know, I played, I've played for a sea of Asian faces in Japan, singing, singing words in a language that they didn't speak. Seriously? Uh, yeah. All Damn, these that's are, cool. I don't know, but I can't choose like I don't know. I can't choose one favorite because it's like that. When you ask that question, my memory just gives me flashes and flashes of great moments. Um, from playing shows and even even some like where I'm just like hanging out in someone's backyard and playing not on the stage just just playing with people that's pretty cool it's like your own mental montage mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Damn. nice to be reminded well there you go you're welcome yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> now I play shows on the internet in front of nobody nobody well I mean Guys, you heard it. <laughs> I think you're there, but I don't really know for sure. For all I know, everyone's just being really polite and they're like, oh, Austin's at it again. Let's not let him feel left out. Let's just turn on the broadcast and just you can put your phone down. Go do whatever you want. It's fine. To be honest, I fold laundry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you for confirming. Well, I listen, <laughs> but I'm not going to be like a distraction. I'm going to be like, hey, look over here. Hey, I'm here. I want you. I want you chatting in the in the broadcasts. It's a good thing. I do once in a while <laughs> when I have something relevant to say to everybody. All done full thing. That's, that's that's how I'll know. That's how I'll know. Like, hey, congrats, Andy. You got the uh, got the laundry done. Way to go. Thanks for chatting. <laughs> My comment will be moving on to dishes. <laughs> <laughs> what a life. Oh, it's a good time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Mm -hmm. Okay. Who inspires you most? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, people who are inspired themselves, um, people who go out and as uh, as I've heard said over over again on another one of my favorite podcasts, uh, Trevor Larkin talks and listens. People who go out and do the thing, uh, whatever that may be, you know, uh, when I when I see people doing and acting for themselves in a good in a good way, in a way that benefits their happiness and well being, in a way that um, allows their expression to be seen and, and out in the open um that's really inspiring to me 
you know, from anything from just like, you know, maybe baking a cake or folding a shirt just right, or, uh, you know, playing music starting a small business, um, just doing, doing whatever it is that makes them feel happy and fulfilled. That's that, that inspires me quite a bit. That's pretty darn cool. You didn't I think a just lot of go people... with one person and be like, oh, I don't even know. Insert big name person here. Sure, but any one of those big name people are people who just got out of their own way and did something that they really wanted to do. Oh, absolutely. You, know, sure, you can break it down into, you know, any sort of advantages they may have had. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's 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 your life and you can you can live the way that you want to live. And I think especially as you grow up, you'll have lots of people telling you not to do this or telling you what the right way to do things is and how to live your life and what's right. Um, but to, to shed all of that and to be right by yourself, um, makes for a great life and it makes for, I don't know, it just, you feel empowered to do whatever it is you want to do and whatever makes you happy. And, and that's, that's infectious to those around you. Absolutely. Damn, that was such a good answer. <laughs> it's all right. It's all <laughs> it's all just you know Hallmark card crap that comes out of my mouth. I don't I don't know how much of this I want. I, oh, I believe no. I want to believe it all. <laughs> you should write greeting cards. <laughs> <laughs> I would, but it's like those kinds of greeting cards. They're going out of style, and I'm not clever enough to write the cool new greeting cards that are kind of insulting and dirty. <laughs> It's where we're going in the greeting card world. Yep, it seems to be. Oh, what's that movie where they get dumber? Um, uh, it's gonna bug me now. There's a movie where it's like in the future or whatever, but they're all super dumb. Oh, Idiocracy. Yes. That's what it reminds me of what when I look at certain movie. things. And speaking of that movie, you must be so happy to not be an American right now. Why is that? Because we have fucking President Camacho in the building. <laughs> like it's um, happening. Can't lie, I'm kind of happy with ours. Yeah, yeah. You seen the butt on Trudeau? Cat's <laughs> <laughs> shirt was the best. Just line up Trump and Trudeau. And Trudeau's look at their got butts. it going on. Seriously. <laughs> And he doesn't tweet stupid things. Yeah, but even if even even if he did, you know, he's just he's hot enough to get away with it. Yeah, we'd probably still like him. We'd be like, cool, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really know that much about Canadian politics, but it seems like most people like that guy. Yeah, yeah. There are some of the older generation that are like, no, he's not doing anything. And it's like, uh, dude, <laughs> take a look at everything he has done. Mm -hmm. but they focus on the one thing he hasn't done but yeah where yours is kind of like whoa look at all the stupid shit he has done mm -hmm. and then yeah people are struggling to <laughs> yeah to give him a victory here and there yeah i don't really know how he won i kind of woke up the next morning i was like whoa 
Yeah. You know what? All the more reason to just go out there and live your life like you want to. Because yep. uh, <laughs> every yep. day at Manhattan office is a day we're closer to global nuclear annihilation. It's just, it's happening. You said it. I did. And I think it's happening. So YOLO, guys. Exactly. The one time that applies. Mm. Mm. Okay, moving on from politics. Are you going to keep all those movings on and the, or do you edit those out? Oh, I ain't editing nothing. All this oh, is really? staying right in, okay. milk sacks and all. <laughs> well, that's that you got to keep in there. <laughs> and I have those buzzwords. Hashtag milk sacks. <laughs> I could never figure out when I was younger why people thought it was such a big deal. Like when the tourists would all come, they'd be like, ha, 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 how the hell do you open that and leave it in your fridge? And I'm like, don't you have a milk jug? Do you not have a jug that you put it in to open it? And they're like, yeah. no. It must be so hard for you having grown up in a second world country like that where your milk didn't just come in its own jug. and you It had came to... right to our house by a delivery man. Yeah, so we, we used to do that too, but then there was an epidemic of Ill illegitimate children. And, um, <laughs> we had to stop. Well, see, I've never been more upset than when the milkman showed up and some of our kittens ran up on the tire and he ran them over on his way up. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I mean, like, I hear that you're laughing, but um, well, I, it's I don't funny know. Maybe, now. Maybe There's nothing I could do to change it, but yeah. Jesus, like, what a memory <laughs> for a child. <laughs> oh, yeah, you remember Milkman? Yeah, I remember my ran my cats over. Did he at least give you some extra milk? <laughs> no, he kept dropping. <laughs> wow. Wow. <sighs> and then we would switch to carton milk. <laughs> there you go. There it is. Oh, man. Okay, so. Hey, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Do you have another question? <laughs> yeah. Would you like to have the fan base in the community that you founded? Oh, I don't know if I can take credit for, for founding this, this community that, uh, that we are a part of and celebrate, but it's pretty awesome. Um, you know, uh, to, to hearken back to what I was saying earlier about what is inspirational, um, you know, to be able to look at the connections that have been made and, and, and the things that happen because of this community, uh, it's, it's pretty inspiring in itself. You know, um, I never would have, expected something like this to happen but as it's gone on I, I realized the gravity and importance of having a community around whatever it is that you're creating if you are a creator of some kind um, because art can only go so far everybody who listens to the music that the slow drag makes in the riot squad community, they get something different out of a song individually, each one of them. Um, and you know, the first step is discovering that they have something in common by liking a song, whether or not they all like it for the same reasons. Um, but, uh, when it grows into something bigger and better, it, it just keeps folding over and feeding into itself. Uh, and it's, it's awe-inspiring to watch. And I'm very lucky to benefit so much from that. You know, um, I'm not super famous. I'm not, I'm not 
globally renowned, but I've got this group of people that's ever growing and ever more supportive who uh, really want to see me keep going and really want to see me keep putting things out into the world and live the life that, that I say inspires me when I see it in other people. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's very nice sometimes, you know, I think as a, a, a lot of creators out there, a lot of musicians and comedians and artists and writers and what, what have you, the, they rarely have maximum confidence all the time. Um, they rarely are able to step back and see what, what they're doing and whether or not it's objectively good. Um, which, you know, with, with any creation is anything objectively good, who knows, but <laughs> to see if they, you know, but to have, to have people like say, Hey, yeah, you're doing great. Keep going. We want to see more, um, can definitely help on some days and on the days when I'm, when I'm feeling very confident and feeling very good, it's a, uh, it's a very, uh, righteous thing to be able to, uh, celebrate yourself as humbly as possible and also be able to accept that other people are celebrating you as well oh, and that's a really cool thing that's awesome i think it is yeah Dang. yeah we really took down the laughter now didn't we <laughs> i'll get more and more more and more into my npr voice <laughs> yeah, we do, if we do another one of these we can just go oh yeah asmr i know oh my god that'd be hilarious a lot of people really shout into the into the microphones in a second because I'm sure everybody's turning up their phones right now. They've probably got the volume at max. So I think oh, man. a good thing. Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew I you am that do person. It. I am that person that someone says we jump on three and I wait till three and I watch them go and I'm like cool now I'll do it. Hey you and me both. <laughs> I might even, I might even just give him a little push. Same. Oh, you <laughs> thought you weren't going? Mm -mm. See you later. Yeah. Are you an only child? No. Oh, okay. Five brothers. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Me too. <laughs> oh man. I thought of something to ask. Oh yeah. So when you were in Tulsa, you did a photo shoot too with Edith, right? I did. So I want to know if you actually played songs while you were taking that picture. Um, no, no, but I was playing my guitar. Okay. Uh, but I wasn't, you know, singing or anything like that. I was just strumming and chatting and having a real good time talking with Edith, who is super professional and really skilled and talented. And everyone everywhere should hire her for everything. Her shots are fucking amazing truly truly like, i don't want to you know damn yeah get too in i don't want to get inappropriate with it which i might do if i just keep talking <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm not even in the photo shoot but goddamn <laughs> it's just nice to see wonderful. somebody doing something really well that she does and she's mm -hmm. always on the go mm -hmm. every time mm -hmm. i see her post she's gone somewhere else and i'm like whoa where are you at That's, now? <laughs> uh, at everything Edith on Instagram. Give her a follow. 
Give her a like. That NPR voice. <laughs> you should just do ads forever. I, I, I'd love to. I, I almost auditioned for a voiceover job once um, years and years ago, but totally should I have. ended up just getting high or something. <laughs> That's half my life. <laughs> <laughs> I should do things um, maybe in a minute. Oh, wait, it's been two hours. Yeah. <laughs> Well, in retrospect, I discovered that voice acting is really difficult and actually requires talent. I mean, you could wing it. Sure, but... <laughs> you might not get paid. <laughs> well, then what's the point of doing anything? For fun! Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm too old for fun these days. <sighs> That's not true. I said it, and it felt so unauthentic to say that. I have fun all the fucking time. Moving on. <laughs> okay. Oh, there's more? Yeah. Cool. Okay. What do you got? Don't you have the same question list in front of you? I do, but I do not have wild slash crazy stories. Um, if I do, I can't really remember them. You just um, told me a little while ago. That you mm. sang a different language to a bunch of people who didn't understand a word coming out of your mouth. I sang English to a bunch of people who didn't speak English. But they didn't yeah. understand a word coming out of your mouth. That's pretty crazy. Maybe some of them did. You know, I mean, people in other countries, they're much better educated than Americans. So <laughs> maybe they did speak some, <laughs> some English. <laughs> But, I mean, the point of the point of that it was, it was it was a very uh, vivid memory because, you know, I play rock and roll, which isn't exclusive to, but by and large is generally enjoyed by white audiences in my experience. Mm. You know, I have played to a variety of ethnicities and nationalities. Um, but in general, uh, I've played to white women. Um, and it was, it was really something to look out into the audience uh, playing in Tokyo um, and seeing something that I'd never seen before. Mm. You know, I mean, this is a little, this is a little uh, off, off topic, a little off subject, but, you know, um, even though like the high school that I went to was fairly diverse um, and the neighborhood that I grew up in was, was fairly diverse. Uh, Los Angeles, fairly diverse. Excuse me. Um, it's very rare that I, as a white person in America doing a lot of white people things, um, find myself in a situation where I might be like, one of a handful, if not the only white person in a room, hmm. you know? Um, and so I think that was, that was an experience uh, in itself, just as a moment. Trying to imagine what that would be like, but I can't. It's hard to imagine unless you experience it. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Yeah. I also ate horse sashimi on that trip, which was delicious. What is that? Um, sashimi itself is like raw cuts of meat. 
Gotcha. It's kind of, it was, you know, it's like if you've had beef carpaccio or something like that. No. Carpaccio. If it's not a vegetable, I've probably not experienced it. Oh, really? Um, for a long time, I was a vegetarian, and now I'm kind of back at that. I mean, for other reasons than moral at this point, but yeah, I haven't experienced too many out-of-the-norm meats. So you're basically calling me a monster? No, not at all. No. Mm -hmm. I understand Great. eating meat, and I understand, you know, you kill, you eat. That That's a good thing. Oh, a murderer. Got it. I did not say, I'm saying the opposite. Jesus. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> That's how I'm going to avoid any argument in the rest of my life. I'll just be like, moving on. <laughs> it's okay. Just, uh, you know, I get it. If you eat meat, you're a monster. No, I did not say that. I said the Understood. Moving on. A. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. I forgot what I was You know, um, I might recommend upping the protein in your diet. It really helps with uh, firing your memory synapses. Oh, says um, the guy who says he has the worst memory ever. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe protein's your problem. <laughs> just have the argument of whether protein is good or protein is bad. Uh, just animal protein is good. Oh, okay. Cool. I and, eat eggs. Those are sort of like animals. They come out of an animal's uh, butthole, so it's close enough. Right. Do they? Um, you ever had a chicken? I mean, no, I haven't. But okay. I didn't know that they came, eggs came out of buttholes. Um, well, yeah. Hmm. They're covered in poop when they come out. Man. And it must hurt in Canada, because, you know, they're cubes. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty hard to wash them, too, when you only have circular tissues. <laughs> Man, what a design flaw. <laughs> Square eggs and round tissues to wipe them with. Man, that's a throwback inside joke for all you riot squatters out there. They're going to be like, whoa, they just went there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when, you're, uh, when you got an empty stomach because you've been playing the sacks of milk all day. Gotta have yourself some cubed eggs. The sacks of milk. I'm gonna try and figure out a way to play a sack of milk as an instrument. I mean, you could play it like a drum, but then really it's just a a drum bag. Now what I would do is I would cut not just the corner of the milk sack, and I would cut the, the whole top off and drink all of the milk. So you've just got some milk residue left in the bag. So you got a whole liter of milk in your guts. Um, you mean a third of a gallon? Yes. Oh um, God, no! It's so, a liter. It's one singular pull, unit. The, you pull. I'm just gonna move on. You pull <laughs> the corners of the bag, so they're taut, and then you blow in between the the top and bottom lip of that bag, sending some air through, and it would sound. It would sound like. Hold on, let me see if I got this real quick. Let me see here. Do <laughs> you have a sack of milk laying around? Just go test it out.
it's been a while since I since I took a sax milk lesson. There it is. There it is. Just like that, but a little gurglier and more lactosey. I'm sorry to everyone with headphones. Oh yeah, R.I.P. headphones users. Give them a warning. Heck no. I'm wearing my headphones and it was fine. Oh man, that was great. (laughs) Music is everywhere. What did you just do that with? Uh, A Ziploc bag. Nice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not a Saxamilk though. No, but it's the next best thing. I could have, I could, I don't actually have any milk in my house. That's a sad day. I just had nut milk. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Milk from Because I'm not a monster who supports the dairy industry. Is it Mandy. almond milk? It, of course it is. Oh, where are the tits on the almond? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. <laughs> oh, I'll you don't milk it. it yourself? No. No, this is America. <laughs> Sorry, my apologies. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry for you. I'm so sorry that you're sorry for me. I'm sorry. (laughs) Can we just do this for another 30 minutes? Just be sorry. I'm so sorry, everybody. We're really sorry here. I'm sorry, hey. Uh, Do you have your toque on? Um... I don't understand that question and it makes me pretty chuffed, okay? <laughs> when I'm confused, it chuffs me. But if you don't have your toque on, how, how do you get anything done? Um, <gasps> a toka. Got it. <laughs> okay. Got it. Done. Toka. Nailed it. Yeah. A toque? A toque. Uh. I don't think you're pronouncing that right. No, I'm pretty sure I am. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for your input, anyway. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I think that's all the questions I had. I'm sure I could come up with more, but I'm pretty, pretty worn out. Oh, it's too much sax and milk playing earlier. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. Plus, it's okay, that sounds pretty hour. good. Yeah. So yeah. Too bad we missed some of that gold before the before the the tape was rolling. I mean, we started it with that was a pretty mom no right there. (laughs) See now, I now I can't even remember what what it was. God, I need to fucking cute two cute eggs a day to get that memory back up. Now, see, because I don't eat animals, Mm. I know what you said. (laughs) Great. Now it's so good for you. But I still don't know where the tits are on an almond. So okay. I guess I ain't drinking no almond milk. Uh, mm. Mm. If I can't milk it, I can't drink it. Okay. Wow. It's a good life lesson right there. That is a good. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't know. If, I don't know how good I think that is. <laughs> that was awful. Just, I regretted it as soon as I said it. <laughs> oh man. Well, that was pretty fun. I'm just thinking about where are where are all the tits on all the alternative milks? You know, like can we just get a commercial for almond milk that like shows somebody milking an almond? I want a commercial for almond tits. Oh man! 
tits, tits, soy tits. Yes. I think that would be perfect. You've really activated the 13 year old boy. In me. <laughs> I'm off to, to solve the mystery of the missing tits. <laughs> Oh, okay. Man, you know, I feel like most of this podcast was pretty dignified. <laughs> <laughs> Did all right. Did all right. Right up until the end there. Yeah. You know, just tits talk. Yeah. Yeah. We made I've it. Been a fan of those for a long time, too, to wrap it all around. <laughs> <laughs> I should end it there. Boom. Tie a bow in it. Oh, man. Are you still recording? Yep. Why? Oh, God. <laughs> we never said goodbye. We didn't say this is the end. Okay. Oh, is, so this, is, this how, is this how it ends? You just say there's no, like, there's no, like, follow-up or chit-chat afterwards? No, no post-podcast talk? You, you know, I thought of over, just ending it, it mid-sentence, but I figured I'd be nice and say, is there anything else you'd like to say before I stop recording? Um, Umbutu. And uh, I'm surprised you didn't just cut me off mid-sentence. Okay, I've done the same. But seriously, shout out to uh, shout out to you. Shout out to the Riot Squad. Shout out to uh, everybody listening to this podcast, having a good time. Thanks for thanks for listening. And please, please let me know if anybody finds the tits on the almonds. Mm, yeah, CC me on that. And there you go. That was absolutely wonderful. Um, to find all info on how to follow the slow drag, check in the description below, as well as Edith. And yeah, I'll see y'all next time.